Welcome to All Things Travel. Are you yearning to get back to the parks as soon as you feel comfortable? Can't decide between Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Resorts? Ryan and I recently visited Disney and Universal. We're home, healthy, and eager to share what it's like at the parks. You're listening to All Things Travel, episode 33, original air date, February 3rd, 2021. So Shane, a week ago, I had spent the day at Animal Kingdom, and today I'm home sitting in a snowstorm. Quite a contrast between the weather we yes, had in Orlando yes. last week and and the weather you have today. Actually, it's about the same here as it was in Orlando oh, last okay. week. Okay, well, we, we're not, not going to talk about that. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> so you, you and I both had the opportunity to be down in Orlando, and we were actually together um, with with Gene, who you might remember from episode eight. Well, I know you remember, and I'm talking to the people who are listening. Um, you might remember from episode eight talking about um, Pigeon Forge. And we we roomed together at our agent uh, conference, right? Yeah, fun. Just a bunch of dudes hanging out, tearing up the place. <laughs> okay, we didn't tear up the place. But no, yeah. no. <laughs> but but maybe some whiskey and some tall tales were consumed. There was. And WandaVision. And WandaVision. There you go. Yes. Whiskey and WandaVision. All right. <laughs> so we thought it would be good to talk about our recent trips. Um, I spent some time at Walt Disney World with my wife um, a few days after the conference, for a few days after the conference. And you were with your family, Shane, at Universal a few days after the conference. It was a, a fabulous time. The parks were were great last week. So we just wanted to spend some time today talking to you about our experiences, what you can expect to see at Walt Disney World and Universal, um, and what it would be like to visit those parks now. And stick around till the end of the show, because there are current promotions going on at both Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Resort, um, and we want to discuss some ways to help save you some money. And after hearing about this, you just might want to go check it out for yourself. Absolutely. So, Shane, this was your first time being back at Universal since they reopened after the shutdown. Is that right? Correct. Yep. First time in two years for me. So how was Universal doing COVID? What were the guidelines that you saw throughout your trip? For the week or two before the trip, I read some things online about how Universal was so crowded and weren't taking precautions. And I was a little, I was regretting slightly that we were going to Universal instead of Disney. Um, okay. And then uh, Universal doesn't have as as friendly of cancel cancellation pro- policies as Disney. Sure. So, so we stuck with the Disney trip and, I mean, I'm sorry, we stuck with Universal and had a great time. They, I think they're doing everything right. And the, the, the people in attendance were, were complying and it was, it was a great day. It was fine. Good. So like Disney, when you go into the parks at Walt Disney world right now, you're getting your temperature checked um, and everything like that. Or are you doing that at universal as well? Universal. If you're in the resort, they'll, they'll check your temperature at the resort and then okay. you get an armband, uh, you know, the little little strips of paper that, that they tape to your wrists and each day is a different color. So you can get it, get your temperature checked at the resort and then not have to have it rechecked as you 
enter the parks. Gotcha. Gotcha. And at Walt Disney World right now, um, everyone under over the age of two is is required to wear a mask. There's social distancing with lines. There's decreased capacities overall. Same thing at Universal. Same thing with Universal. And and then a little bonus that Universal does is right as you know, at, at each ride after you stand in the queue. And the, the point where they're going, they're telling you which which uh, corrals you're going to go to uh-huh. to to seat on the ride. The person that's telling you which corral to go into, each one has a bottle of hand sanitizer and gives each person that gets on a squirt. Huh. So there's there's that extra, and, you know, and, <laughs> not even really just concerns about the pandemic. Just you know, people that don't wash their hands in general, right? right. You know that everybody is getting their hands sanitized before right. they get on the ride. So that's, yeah, I love that. You know, one of the things I've been to Walt Disney World numerous times since they've reopened and um, they've added plexiglass to the lines in some of the rides. They've added plexiglass between the cars or the seats. Um, and that's all great. And and the same with you, hand sanitizer, not, not to that level, but hand sanitizer is there for anybody who wants it before you get on the ride and after. The one thing I did notice this time was they were not spacing people out on rides as much as they had been this summer and this fall. Um, so if you were in a if you were in a car for a ride, you were right next to somebody else in a car. They're, they were not spacing folks out like they used to. It was similar at Universal. No one else from outside your party would be on your row. C- correct. Yeah. But but you you would be in the same car. And there, in in the few instances where there where there was a plexiglass, because it wasn't on everything, they would skip at least one row in between each party. So there was, well, there wasn't plexiglass. We were, they were still keeping us separated. Yeah. That, that was one thing that I, again, that was one thing I noticed with Disney. They had not been, they were not doing that as much. Um, most everything else was what the guidelines were, were still there. Um, in fact, I think as far as wearing masks, this trip, I saw the fewest number of noses. I saw the fewest numbers of people trying to take their masks off when nobody was looking. Um, people were really complying and, and cast members were, were on it. You know, I, when I got back, I, I, from this trip, I sent uh, current clients who were, who were booked to go to Disney an email. And I just said, if you don't want to follow the rules, don't go to Disney right now, because they're definitely enforcing those rules. And I, I, th- I think that Florida having the parks open and and the, the parks requiring people to to comply with the safety measures, I think is helping because everybody has a place to go. Well, not yeah. everybody, but most people have a place to go where you have to comply with safety measures. Whereas some of these places that don't have the the open entertainment venues to go to. I think they're having more parties and, and individual gatherings where they're not complying because you get a little more comfortable if it's just you and your family or you and your friends. And I think that's where a lot of the numbers are are, are remaining high is, is yeah. people that aren't going to the organized organized venues where the precautions are required. Sure. So speaking of gatherings, how did you feel about the crowds? Uh, they were they were small. I couldn't believe how easy it was to walk around. And I, I remember from when I was there two years ago, it was really crowded. And it was just, uh, you know, just 
person to person through in, in every open space. And here there was plenty of room to walk around. Um, there was still some, some wait times if you didn't have a, a pass, an express pass. I think the highest wait time I saw was maybe 70 minutes or 90 minutes. And, you know, we, there was no need to ride that because there was plenty yeah. of things to ride. And also we had the passes. Yeah. And I think with, with Walt Disney world, you know, right now they're not doing the, the fast passes, but there, the rides, the waits, especially at the beginning of the day were very short. I mean, I would say 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I think the most we waited for an attraction was, was 30 minutes. I mean, in the, in the whole thing. And, and a lot of the wait times were actually inflated. Um, where it would say, hey, this is 40 minutes, and in 20 minutes, you would be through the ride. So crowds were great this past week. Um, it, it was good. So I want to hear about Universal in general, not necessarily COVID-related, but you haven't been there for a few years. What what did you see? What did you do? What, what did you enjoy? Well, I, if you remember back from our Universal episodes, I had admitted that we had a rough time leaving the Wizarding World, and yes, so there were yes. many attractions that I didn't try. So I, I yes. did try out a few new attractions, including okay. Kong. It was a very cool ride. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the movie you know, with the, uh-huh. uh, the fighting creatures. Uh-huh. Then another one I tried was the Fast and Furious. So those two ride setups are very similar, but I remember from our previous episode, there was one I liked and one that I really didn't like. Where, where did you come down on this? Exactly the same. I was, <laughs> and maybe I just need to see the Fast and the Furious movies. But I was just, I didn't, I didn't get it. I'm not into cars, so yeah. walking through all the cars, I was just not thrilled. Um, you know, and then the tires against the wall, the tires didn't even smell. I love walking into a tire shop and there's a smell of tires. Didn't have the tire smell. You'd think that Disney has all the, the the smells they produce to make it authentic. You would think they could produce a tire smell at yeah. Universal. That's a um, good point. And then the ride, maybe if you like the movies, you're, you'd like it. I'm not a big Vin Diesel fan. I am a big rock fan of The Rock, but just didn't get into it. And I, I was glad I wrote it because now I can talk about it, but I I cannot bother to write it again. Yeah, yeah. So Hagrid's, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure was new for you. I haven't ridden it. I've heard wonderful things about it. Tell us about that experience. Hagrid's is easily my new favorite ride anywhere. It is, it is so fun. And I don't want to give too many details. Sure. Sure. Cause uh, you know, I don't, I don't ever watch the point of view videos because I don't want it. I don't want to know what's going to happen until I ride it. But um, there's a, there's several places where it accelerates you just like the beginning of rocket rock and roller coaster where it uh-huh. forces you out. That happens several times during the ride. And it's more of a traditional roller coaster ride with a few twists i guess pun intended or no pun intended either way (laughs) a few twists literal twists and um just a lot of fun not a you know not not immersive like the rise of the resistance and Uh and smugglers run more of just traditional ride but yeah by far my new favorite ride worth the hype worth the hype i think so and you know i remember when it first opened seeing people waiting in line for hours and hours yeah and our first day, we we went there first and up late, so we didn't get up and do the the early hours. But got to the park and went straight to Hagrid's, rode it twice, 
or actually, you know, granted, we did have our express passes, rode uh-huh. it twice, and then rode Gringotts all in maybe, maybe within an hour, we had rode, wow. you know, three attractions. Yeah. Well, I'll counter that with our experience, um, both at the Magic Kingdom and at Hollywood Studios. A piece of advice that I have is always go early, you know, try to get, try to get into the park, not just to the park, but into the park a good half hour before um, the park is set to open because most of them open early. And in both of those parks, we were able to get on the, the high ticket attraction. So for instance, at Hollywood studios, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway the park was set to open at nine. We were through the ride by eight thirty-five, and we were on Slinky Dog Dash at nine o'clock. Wow! So you, we've gotten nice. two rides done, and then we move on to Smuggler's Run. The wait time is low, and, and again, one of the things that I noticed was the lines were really long, but they move quickly because everybody is socially distanced. I'm not sure if it's the same thing at universal, but the, the lines stretched forever, but it was because everybody was on their dot six feet apart. Because of our pass, I only really stood in line for one ride. Oh, <laughs> and, and maybe that's okay. why I didn't. So okay. definitely, definitely spoiled. Yeah. And I think I mentioned on my live on my Facebook live that night that it wasn't crowded enough that I didn't think you needed the express and limited pass. But after, after the next couple of days there, I, I changed yeah. my mind about that. Yeah. Um, there's probably sure. some, there's probably some scenarios where you don't need it, where I wouldn't recommend it. But if, but it, it, it's nice if you, if you yeah. want to ride the attractions and you've already seen the queues, then yeah, you, it's, it's worth it. Well, and the same thing happened to us at Magic Kingdom. Um, I believe by the time the the park opened, by the time the park opened, we had already ridden um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And within that next hour, we rode probably three or four different things because it wow. was basically 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. There, we, we went a stretch of about five rides where everything was posted five minutes to 15 minutes and I, everything was under 15 minutes. Wow. Um, so, nice. I mean, it was, yeah, just, just go early and try to get at least one or two things done right away. And that will kind of help you be ahead of everybody else. And I would say, since you brought up Hagrid's, I'm going to bring up rise of the resistance since that's the big thing at Walt Disney world right now. On my last two trips, I was not able to get the morning boarding group either time. So the 7 a.m. now um, boarding group. But at 1 o'clock, which is now 1 o'clock, both times I was able to get a boarding group. We had um, we sat down at lunch. And it was funny. It was one of those things where right at 1 o'clock you heard people, yes, 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 or, <laughs> oh, you know, frustrated. And so That's we funny. got our boarding group. We got boarding group 100, um, and I think by 2.30, we had been called back. So, you know, cool. it, it's it's very – don't feel like you've lost out if you don't get that morning group. Yes, you. I mean, it's best to get it in the morning, but if you can't, Hang chances around. are you're going to be good in the afternoon. Did y'all do any park hopping? Yes. So, so we parked up several times, and that was very, very smooth. So – the first uh, last Sunday winter we Animal Kingdom, 
we uh, left there about one o'clock. We were staying at Boardwalk. So we went back to Boardwalk, got our room and everything like that, walked over to Epcot. And we must have gotten there um, uh, probably about 1.45 and park mm-hmm. hopping started at 2. So basically what they had was they just had a line set up and you waited in that line at 2 o'clock. They started that process and you walked right through the temperature screen, right, right in, no problem at all. Another day we park hopped again to Epcot. It was after 2 o'clock. We walked right in. Not a problem. So the park hopping definitely works. It's it's not an issue. I, and we had friends. We were at the conference. Do the same thing. Um, it, it it works great. If you have uh, you know, if you want to park hop, especially with kind of the times that I've been talking about and the crowds, mm-hmm. park hopping certainly makes sense right now. Yeah, good good to know that that is that's back. That it's an option again. So what else new did you do at uh, Universal, Shane? The Transformers ride. And that one was similar to, uh, you know, with the wait time uh-huh. number, it was, it said it was 15 minutes. And I, I said, that's the cool thing about the universal lab is you can set wait time alerts. Uh-huh. And okay. so I got an alert saying, Hey, your the wait time's down to 15 minutes. So, um, the family, you know, the rest of the family was riding something else. And I said, I'm going to go check out this ride that I haven't checked out before. And, uh, it said 15 minutes, but I walked right to the car. I didn't have to stop. They only cool. had to pause so they could squirt the hand sanitizer in my hands <laughs> and walk right into the car. And I'm not very familiar with the Transformer movies either, but I really liked the ride. It's I, a good I could, ride. Yeah, it's I could do it ride. again. It reminded me a lot of the Spider-Man ride, which is yep. one of my favorites. Yep. And yeah, so I think even if you're not into the movies, maybe you could enjoy Transformers. Yeah. So what did your family think of the Muggle Universal Orlando Resort? So the non-Harry Potter, were you able to pull them out of the magical world or did they stay there and you went and did other things? <laughs> they rode E.T. with me. And they love the mummy. I rode the mummy with them a uh-huh. few times. But other than that, when I ventured out, I ventured alone. Oh my I goodness. Was so low. Oh yes. my gosh. But that's okay. I mean, they love they love the Harry Potter. I mean, I do too. I, I can sure. oh I it's amazing. Not it's absolutely amazing. Either party, either uh either wizarding world. And um so I don't blame them at all. And I, I, I wanted to hit everything in the park so I can talk about yeah, you know, have some information and some ideas about every attraction. So anything you tried on this trip that you weren't that hot on? Uh, just Fast and the Furious, I think. I I could do without that. Um, E.T. was E.T. reminds me a lot of Peter Pan. Yeah, that's true. I, that, that's a good, yeah. And Peter Pan is one of my favorite rides at Magic Kingdom. And I'd give the nod to Peter Pan over E.T., but still still worth it, especially if you're a fan of the movies and, and weird space things. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have not been to Universal and ridden (laughs) E.T., the first half of the ride is very reminiscent, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's it's very reminiscent of the movie, and then it takes a very odd turn in in, in our mind, anyway, as we've talked about it, so... (laughs) I so, think we have a high tolerance for weird things, <laughs> that's and we true. both think it's pretty weird. That, that's true. That's true. So my wife and I had a wonderful time at Walt Disney World. We certainly saw 
people taking the guidelines seriously with COVID. Your family had a good time at Universal Orlando Resort. You certainly saw people taking guidelines seriously for COVID. What would you tell folks if they said, hey, Ryan and Shane, should we be visiting these places right now? What 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 would you say? It depends on the person. Uh, someone that's comfortable, uh, you know, being out at a park, by all means, um, yeah, check it out. They they're doing they're doing everything that they should be doing, and all of the customers in attendance are in compliance. You know, I've been to my local Six Flags Park a few times, and there's they don't enforce the rules, and people don't follow the rules. And both times I've been. In the past year, I was there maybe two hours and then left, and then I didn't renew my season pass for yeah. this year. But as far as Disney and Universal, um, what I've seen from both is it's it's still a great time to go. Yeah. Now, if you're absolutely. not comfortable, if you're not comfortable being out, then then you know don't go and put yourself in a situation where you're going to be uncomfortable. Wait until the time is right for you. Right. No, but uh, I, I fall down the, in, at the same place here. You know, if you're comfortable, if you're wanting to travel now, if you're comfortable traveling now, both of these theme parks are doing the, th- are, are doing things the right way to keep you safe. Um, both of us stayed on property. Um, my wife and I stayed at Walt Disney world at, at boardwalk. Your, your family stayed at dockside Inn and suites right there in the, in the theme park bubbles, if you will. And and everything was was taken care of absolutely. I like the comparisons between similar things between the parks. So uh-huh, sure, I want to know what which you prefer, and I, I think I know the answer to this. But do you prefer the fish and chips at oh the Leaky Cauldron or the fish and chips at Rose and Crown? I actually prefer. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, I prefer the fish and chips at the Yorkshire Fish and Chip Shop, which is the quick service right next to Rose and Crown, because it's the same portion, if not more, for less money. Really, I knew it was the same portion, but I didn't know the price was different. Yes, oh, wow. yes, but the fish and chips. I mean, fish and chips are hard to screw up. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because you can screw it up. Yeah. But fish and chips at both places uh, it are is very good. Either the either the Leaky Cauldron or and at Epcot at the at the um, England Pavilion. Cool. Yeah, I like them both, but I give the nod to Disney. Just give, given the choice, I would go to to uh, to Epcot for theirs over Universal's. So there you go. Cool. Love you heard it here. You heard it here. That's where Rose. you're going to get your fish. <laughs> well, if you do want to go to Walt Disney World, if you want to, or and Universal, if you want to start planning your trip, um, there's a couple promotions right now that will help you save some money. Um, at Walt Disney World specifically, they're running a promotion right now, pretty much through the summer, through September. Um, now through September where you can get two extra days added to your ticket when you buy a four-night, three-day room and ticket package. Um, And if you want to stay longer than the four-night, three days, they actually will add those two extra days to your your existing tickets. So a good way to, to stretch your dollar there. Or, and actually what I've seen better, depending on when you go, um, between now and April 17th, so if you're still looking for spring break plans, 
You can save up to 35% on rooms at select Disney Resort hotels. Um, so, you know, both of those are options to help save you money. And Universal is offering some promotions. If you buy a four-day ticket for a family of four, you can save up to $50 per ticket. And uh, the savings will vary by day. And you just need to purchase that by April 27th, 2021. And something cool Universal usually does is that there are no blackout dates with this offer. So we would love to help you in planning and booking your next vacation. Reach out to us at vacationplanning at allthingstravelshow.com. And remember, it's our job to make you the vacation planning superhero. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring. I ventured alone.